Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and today we're bringing you a review of the Canon EOS R for video. For you listeners of the podcast, you may want to watch this one just because we'll fe be featuring some footage from the camera, and you can't see that through a podcast app. So you can visit our website for the video, norestoftheweekendpodcast.com, or you can find us on Facebook under Behind the Rabbit Productions or YouTube under youtube.com slash getbehindtherabbit. Going to get to the review in just one minute, but before we do that, let's talk a little indie film news. So... Back in January, we covered the 8th annual grand finale of the Katra film series. We uh, talked to some of the finalists there. E.J. Argenio uh, was great interviewing people there. And so I want to do a little recap of that and bring you some winners of the fest as well as update you on some further Katra film series events. So the first award for honorable mention went to the film And Life by Jean Gatto. Uh, the Best Web Series Award went to Maria's, directed by Inez Dominguez del Corral and Dylan Greenberg. The Audience Choice Award went to a film called I've Had Enough, directed by John M. Keller. And the Experimental Film Award went to Bedtime Stories by Jenny Wang. The grand prize winner was directed by Montana Man. That's a film called Esther. Now, the award for Outstanding Female Filmmaker went to Danae Grandison for her film Unspoken, and our own E.J. Arginio was there and caught up with her at the grand finale. We're here with Danae Grandison of the film Unspoken. Danae, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, for those who don't know, tell us a little bit more about what Unspoken is all about. Unspoken is an adaptation based off a novel called The Bedhead, which is set in Jamaica. And it's a story about two women, a wife and the household work, and they're kind of basically trapped or feel like victims of a circumstance that's beyond their control. Now, what does it feel like to be here at the grand finale of the 8th Annual Katra Film Series? Nerve-wracking, hoping to win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> but this competition is stiff, so, you know, just happy to be amongst the quality of work that Katra really does curate. So it's special. Now there's always a level of expectation. Anytime a filmmaker shows their film to a new audience, what do you hope audiences take away from this? I, I hope to inspire conversation, um, change, open up. They might not voice their, their change in their perspective, but I do hope you walk with a different awareness um, and put yourself in the place of the women's shoes. The Contra Film Series has a number of events throughout the year. Their next is the New Faces, New Voices event coming up on March 27th and 28th. And the regular festival dates are April 28th, June 9th, and September 29th. They do it once a quarter. For more information, you can check out CatraFilmSeries.com. Before we begin... Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out and a thank you to the good folks at JMR Rentals for sponsoring this episode. They were kind enough to lend me the gear, and uh, they've been a great partner, uh, great people to work with here in Brooklyn. If you want to check them out, visit their website at jmrny.com. Full disclosure, this episode is not sponsored by Canon in any way, shape, or form, so we're going to try to make this as unbiased a review as we can possibly manage. Okay, so now let's get into this camera. 
There's been a lot of talk about this camera since 2018 when it was released, uh, but I wanted to still talk about it because uh, they've been releasing new R-line cameras, and I kind of wanted to see how this one holds up and how well it's working for filmmakers and content creators. For those of you who might be unfamiliar, the Canon EOS R is a mirrorless camera with a 30.3 megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor. It uses a Digic 8 image processor and Canon's dual-pixel autofocus system. It shoots 4K video as well as Canon log. It has an electronic viewfinder and a very angle touchscreen. So they're calling this a new addition to the EOS system or EOS system, however you say it. But it's really a new system. It's really, uh, it's a full frame mirrorless camera. It's the first one that Canon has put out. Uh, since then, they've put out like the RP and they're going to have some other R-line cameras, as I said before. And they have, with this, they put out some major glass. So they have the RF uh, 24 to 240, the RF 24 to 105, the RF 28 to 70, the 35, the 50, and an 85 prime. All those are super fast uh, f-stops and uh, just magnificent glass for this new RF mount. Now, for this review, I did not have access to the glass. I used Canon EF glass via an adapter, but it's a Canon adapter. The glass works really well, so if you do wind up getting this camera, there's ways that you could use your old Canon glass if you own that. Um, I didn't have any issues with focusing or speed or anything like that. So camera's been out a little over a year, and then since then they've come out with uh, some new mirrorless cameras. Before they had the M cameras. Now these are full-frame mirrorless cameras. They came out the the RP uh, just a little while ago. And uh, they also still have the Canon 5D Mark IV. Now uh, compared to that camera, uh, it's roughly the same sensor. They both shoot 4K. Both have Canon log. Now, used to be you had to send the camera back to Canon in order to put log into it, but now you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, one of the biggest difference is that the Canon 5D still has two card slots. It has a CF card slot as well as an SD uh, card slot, but the R only takes SD cards. So if you're a two-card type person or you have a bunch of CF cards uh, and not a lot of SD cards, that might be a reason uh, you want to stay with the 5D, but uh, the R does shoot both all-I and IPB compressions, which is really nice. Uh, they're saying, I, I, I know that you're probably saying, like, why are you still talking about the 5D? That camera's four years old by now, but I wanted to mention it because it's still incredibly relevant. It's still incredibly popular, like a lot of videographers and photographers alike are still using that. Uh, when I spoke to John Marino at JMR, he said it's still one of his best sellers. It still rents out like crazy to all sorts of indie filmmakers, to people uh, shooting reality shows, uh, people they, they use it as a B and C camera. Uh, it's still widely used throughout the industry. And I'm kind of wondering if this new R line could be that new popular line of cameras. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about it. So let's talk form factor. I have a camera right here. Uh, form factor, I think, is really nice. Like, I really like the way the camera fits in my hand. It's got a nice grip. Uh, the only, it's got uh, dials for both shutter speed and uh, and uh, aperture, but uh, it doesn't have a dedicated ISO button. So more on that later. Uh, it's got this little multi-function button, uh, but uh, most everything is pretty quickly accessible, and, and it feels good. And it's a little bit lighter, a little less chunky than the uh, 5D. But, uh, you know, still feels substantial. It's not like it doesn't feel plasticky or, or too, too lightweight. Um, so moving on to the menu system. 
Uh, like most Canon cameras, the menu system is very easy to navigate. Uh, you can set your favorites, and uh, there's certain things that when you need to get to, you can press the little Q set button and get to them very, very easily. You don't have to be an expert. Uh, I think just about anyone can uh, navigate around this camera. I find it quite easy, but then I've been a Canon user for some time, so uh, I might be a little biased on that end because I'm familiar with them. Uh, for frame rates and resolution, the EOS R could shoot in 4K up to 30 frames per second and HD up to 60 frames per second in all-eye compression. Uh, when you shoot 4K, there is a considerable crop in, uh, and for the most part, Recording is done in 8-bit internally, or you can record to 10-bit if you have an external recorder like an Atomos. If you're going to shoot 4K, uh, the quality is quite good. Uh, there is that crop that you have to compensate for with wider lenses, but uh, you need faster SD cards. I actually didn't really have an SD card that would handle the 4K all-eye compression. So if you want to shoot that, you're going to need some faster cards. The HD on the camera works very well for the most part, and uh, I think that's what most people are using it for is the HD on it. The autofocus. So for autofocus, we have the dual pixel autofocus system uh, for the Canon EOS R with several different ways to control it via touchscreen and so forth, different settings. Dual pixel AF, in my opinion, is probably the best performing uh, autofocus I've ever used. I think it's as good or better as anything Sony or Panasonic has put out. And now if you shoot manual focus, this camera actually has focus peaking which is amazing, uh, especially from Canon, who has taken features like that out of their lower-line cameras to save them for the cinema camera. But uh, this does have uh, focus peaking, which is really, really nice. Image stabilization. This camera does have a digital IS system. It doesn't have IBES. It doesn't have uh, the in-body stabilization. So you, uh, you can, if you use it, uh, you know, I, I'm never a fan of digital stabilization. I, I feel like you get that wonkiness in it uh, sometimes, that little little warpy kind of thing. So I would just, if you need to be on the move, I would just use a lens with IS. And a lot of Canon lenses do have IS in them. And, uh, you know, should you need it, you can also uh, put it on a tripod or a gimbal or stabilize in post. Picture profiles and color space. You can shoot several picture profiles, including Canon Log. Uh, for video, I tend to shoot in a neutral picture profile, sometimes log if need be. The log is pretty easy to color correct, uh, and I didn't have any problems with that. Uh, just, you know, adding a little contrast and saturation to it. Skin tones will look really nice. Audio. Here's an audio test of what the audio sounds like inside the camera. Here's what the sound is like with the camera's onboard mic. The EOS R has manual and auto settings for audio, as well as a headphone jack. Here's the camera with a mic plugged in directly to the mini input. The EOS R has manual and auto settings for audio as well as a headphone jack. Battery life. Uh, this camera takes the Canon LPE6N batteries. Uh, I've never had to uh, a problem with them not lasting. Of course, you're going to be shooting in 4K. It, you know, might uh, the battery might not last as long. Uh, comparing it again to the 5D, which also takes the same battery. So if, if you have you know a Canon DSLR. Uh, your batteries will work in this. Compared to the 5D, it's the same, basically the same sensor, uh, equal in terms of video quality. According to Canon's website, now you can get the 5D Mark IV with Canon Log, uh, which now comes standard in the R, didn't used to be standard in the 5D. It's going to run you about $2599, about $2600, opposed to the SR, which is $1800, $1799 on Canon's website for the body only. 
decent difference there. Uh, comparing it to the newer model RP, which is like the less expensive model, uh, it's got that camera has a smaller sensor. It's 26.2 megapixels. Um, that also shoots 4K, but only up to 24 frames per second and full HD up to 60 frames, but it only shoots IPB. It doesn't shoot the all-eye compression. So compression on the camera is not going to be as nice. When it first came out, it did not shoot 24 frames in HD for some uh, unknown reason, uh, but Canon seems to have corrected that in the newer models, and I think if you bought an old model, you can now uh, update it. I think they did, just did that because there were so many complaints about the camera. It's got the same RF mount, uh, same high-quality glass, and it's still a full frame. So if you're looking for a cheaper option, that could be a thing. Price-wise, uh, it's a pretty big difference. Uh, that camera comes in at a pretty lean $999. So for a thousand bucks, as opposed to $1,800, so you can save you know seven or eight hundred bucks on that if you go with the RP as opposed to the R. Okay, so what did I like about this camera? Um, likes. I like the form factor. Obviously, like I said, feels great in the hand. Um, it's enough of a camera to hold on to, yet um, it still feels, you know, like a full real camera. I like the quality of the video. I, I like being able to uh, shoot full frame. I like being able to shoot C-Log. I love Canon's color science. Always have, always will. And uh, like I said, the autofocus system is, is unbeatable in my opinion. And the focus peaking is terrific. I, the just to be able to have that. So if you do take this camera, this is a EF mount lens on this now, but if you put something like a Rokinon on it, a cinema lens, like a uh, or even a Canon cine lens, which would be bigger than the camera, but to uh, to do that manual focusing, you do have the, the option of having some focus peaking in the uh, Cineprimes, Cineprime, which is great. Dislikes. Uh, one thing that always kills me about these cameras is the cutoff time. So if you're shooting continuous video, uh, if you're trying to shoot a long interview or you're trying to shoot an event, this camera will cut out in like 29 minutes or it's like 29.95 minutes or something crazy like that has nothing to do with the camera itself. These are standards that are imposed, these limitations that are imposed because the, of the way cameras are sold overseas and the way they're classified. Uh, it's a pain in the neck. I, I hate it. Uh, I wish they didn't have it. Uh, probably with a magic lantern type upgrade, you could get rid of it, but I've never done that because I'm terrified of breaking my cameras. But uh, I wish it was just something we didn't have to deal with. Uh, I'm also not crazy about the lack of the uh, dedicated ISO button. Uh, my ADD has an ISO button on it. I don't, I don't know why this one doesn't. Um, maybe that'll be something that they'll upgrade in the R Mark II or the, the further R models. Um, the the multifunction button is, is fine, but I would love to just have a, a, a dedicated ISO button. They do have a D-pad as opposed to a wheel. Kind of wish that was a wheel, but the D-pad is okay. Uh, moving the focus points around is a little bit... Um, you know, you got to press one button to press another button. Uh, you can rig it so that you can just use the D-pad, but... Uh, with my Canon 80D, I found that much easier, also easier in the 5D. But that's more of a photo thing than a video thing. The video, you're going to be looking at the uh, at the back and just touching the screen for, for your autofocus. So, in conclusion, uh, who's this camera for? I think it really depends on the type of work you're doing with it. Uh, a lot of vloggers and YouTubers have been talking about this camera Um they like the autofocus, of course. They like the tilty, flippy screen. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're shooting HD, it's perfect for, like, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, 
uh, and it's 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 more than enough camera for that for that stuff. You don't really need this camera, but you're still going to get great quality out of it. Uh, I shoot for those platforms all the time in my professional work. So uh, having this on a shoot to do promotional videos, trailers, interviews, it, it would work fine. Uh, and uh, you know you could shoot 4K if you want to, but chances are you probably wouldn't even need it. You'd probably get away with just using the full HD and the all-eye compression. I used it. I think it looks great. I think uh, it'll give you beautiful results. I think it's as good, uh, if not better, than the 5D. Could you make a short film with it? Could you do music video with it, music videos with it? I, I think so. I, I think, especially if you're like a one-person show, if you're, if you're hauling around gear, if you've got this stuff on your back, if you're schlepping around a city like New York, uh, you know, uh, wielding a Canon C100 or a, San, a Canon C300 Mark II is just impractical. This thing is a great size. It's very practical. It's very easy to throw in your bag with some le great lenses. The size and the weight means a lot to me. I, I usually wind up schlepping these cameras on my back. So uh, it's, it's a lot easier to do that if this is what you're going for. You can always add stuff to it. You can add cineglass. You can add monitors. You can add a matte box. You can put all of that stuff on this camera. What I like about it too is that uh, if you're running and gunning especially and you don't have a lot of time for a video turnaround, like say you've had a client says, uh, yeah, we're shooting on Friday, but we need it on Monday. Uh, there's not a lot of color correcting with Canons. You're going to be in a great color space, be able to correct it easily and quickly and not spend hours doing that. Uh, and it also does have C-Log. So if, with Canon Log, you get a little bit more dynamic range. If you need to play with it, it's a little bit more flexible. If you have a Cinecam, like if you have a C100, if you have a C300, or the 200, or even maybe even the 5, I think this camera could make a good B cam for it. Uh, and, you know, if, if your A cam is a Canon, chances are this one's going to, you're going to have no, no trouble matching this one uh, to have two Canons on set. You also can use the same great glass, so that makes things pretty easy. You're doing a short project, uh, making a short film, a music video. Uh, you, this could even be your A cam, no problem. Uh, plenty of projects in the past were shot on the Canon 5D, even the Mark IIs and Mark IIIs, uh, you know, the Mark IVs, obviously. And I think this camera is right up there with that. And like I said, if you're a Canon, if you're a Canon user, you already have Canon glass, this is going to work out just fine for you. Uh, you can get uh, packages now with an adapter, fits the EF glass real well, no delay in the focusing. Uh, it's on, on an adapter right now. I think it works great. Uh, for full-frame mirrorless camera, it's surprisingly affordable at $17.99 for the body. Uh, it's a little less expensive than an A7S Mark II from Sony. Uh, it's more comparable to the A7 III. And to get into the Canon Cineline, so just price difference-wise, for the Canon C100 Mark II, that camera comes in around three grand, and that's just for the body. And it's not full-frame, and it doesn't shoot 4K. Uh, it's got a lot of other features that this camera doesn't, and it's a cinema camera, so it's a video. It's it's almost an apples and elephants situation because one's a cinema camera, one's a still camera that shoots video. But uh, I think you can still get great video out of this if you know your budget uh, is limited to you know, and forget about like the C three hundred or C five hundred. That you know, the C five hundred is like ten times what this camera costs. So if you're looking to shoot more video, you don't have a lot of bucks. This could be a nice option. If you're a hybrid shooter, if you're somebody who uh, shoots both photo and video, uh, it's a great option. I use it for photos. Uh, it has, one thing I really liked about it photo-wise is it does have a silent shutter. So I shoot behind-the-scenes photography. Uh, and, you know, 
you're there clicking. You don't want to interrupt the shoot. Works great. So um, for this camera and all other cameras, I always say rent before you buy. Uh, it's always a good practice to do. Uh, do some test shoots with it. Uh, get it. Use, use it on a small project if you like. And just kind of see how you like it. If you found this informative, uh, which we hope you did, uh, please let us know and leave a comment online or you can tweet at us at BTR Productions. For more episodes, visit the website, NoWrestleWeekendPodcast.com. All the video is going to be there and you can subscribe on all your favorite podcast channels, as always. Once again, just want to give a quick thanks to John Marino and the good folks at JMR Rentals uh, here in Brooklyn for sponsoring this episode. If you want to know more about them, you can visit their website at JMRNY.com. And also special thanks to uh, uh, my pal, Victoria Oliver, for helping me out uh, making these videos uh, for the example footage. You can check her out on her website, victoriaoliver.com, and follow her on Instagram at Victoria Lynn Oliver. That's Lynn with one N, L-Y-N, Oliver. Uh, for Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Yeah.